What if we are far greater than we give ourselves credit for? This is the Possibility Explorer podcast. My name is Dr. Dean here, and I would like to welcome you to an ADHD adventure of life hacks. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Possibility Explorer. This is Dr. Dean here, co-creator of Access Consciousness. Welcome to this ADHD. Yes, I said it. I did it. ADHD Adventure of Life Hacks. What a great pleasure it is to be with you. Welcome to holiday season 2021. And here we are. The year is coming to a close, my beautiful friends. And it's kind of interesting because one of the things I've noticed, um, let me tell you a little story. So what I'm going to hope to do with this particular podcast is get you moving again, okay? Um, Bring some more lightness to your world and get you started starting the new year right with a, a little more peace, a little more ease, hopefully a little more a little more joy, and some more connection to you and what's actually true for you. And um, holiday season is very interesting. You know, for a lot of us, especially those of you listening to this podcast, probably it hasn't been for you a lot of the times what it was for other people in your life. You know, where. Uh, it seemed like, you know, everybody was looking forward to it and you were like, eh, or maybe there's, you know, you've had different experiences during the holidays that sort of color it for you. And what I'd like to do is help you change some of this. So, um, let's talk about one thing, which is the sort of like slow down to a crawl, what am I talking about? Um, well, for me and for several people I know over the last, I don't know, 10 days or so, last couple of weeks, let's say, they, uh, we've, I've had conversations with people where they've said, yeah, I just don't feel like creating. I don't even want to get out of bed. I just don't want to do it. My first question is always, well, okay, how much of that is your awareness of other people? Great question. And something really helpful for us to look at, how much of this might, how much of this, hopefully I can speak English for the remainder of the podcast, how much of this is my awareness of other people? And because what happens is we vibrate like tuning forks with the energetic worlds of others, and it's just how we function. It's It actually can be a gift if you're willing to be the lightness and other people start vibrating like you, but we tend to use it instead of as the gift, we tend to use it against us by not acknowledging that we're as aware as we are. So that's the first place to start. And if you've been following the podcast any length of time, you know, here we are number six. And uh, I've mentioned and talked about this idea of who does this belong to and how much of this is mine uh, many, many, many times already and probably will because it's such a vital thing to get, especially um, when a lot of people are gravitating toward a certain point of view or a certain energy. And for example, on this particular one, um, what I've noticed is when there are stressful or uncertain times, people tend to slow down. Like when 2012 occurred, remember 2012, remember, you know, the last great possible ending of the world. Of course, that was, um, four years after the global financial crisis. And I think it was 2008, maybe five years, whatever, 2007, 2008, which was of course, a few years after Y2K. Are you noticing a pattern? There have been all kinds of these things that are like these massive things in the world. And what I've noticed with each of those, 
And I'll say especially with 2012, because there was this, even people who didn't buy into it were kind of like, but maybe, I mean, it could happen. The world could stop. And so in 2021, you know, we have the global pandemic still going on and all of that stuff, all of those energies. And what I've noticed is people are moving slowly. And I tend to be fast anyway. I like to drive fast. I like to, you know, I like to ride my horse fast. I like to, you know, ride my bike fast. I like to do fast stuff. Um, and so people tend to be slow from my point of view anyway, just because I'm like Speedy Gonzalez in my own head and uh, in the way I function, but also have a sense of peace. Um, so so what I'd like to present to you is the possibility of, of the world sort of trying to put the brakes on because it doesn't know exactly where it's going, or a lot of the people in the world trying to put the brakes on because they don't know exactly where they're doing, going, and trying they're trying to get to what seems like a place of stillness. The difficulty with stillness is, in, in this regard, is what you do is you try to sit still, and you still have all the stuff that isn't quite working that is still stressful and still stressing you out. And now, because you're still, instead of being the movement of you, it starts bombarding you and is even more intense, at which point you try to get even stiller, as though if you can be still enough, then you'll avoid it. You won't be the effect of it. Now, this is kind of like, you know, if you're standing in the middle of the room in a horror movie, you know, and the big guy with the knife or the chainsaw or whatever is standing there, and you're like, I'm going to stand still so he won't see me. Um, it doesn't work very well. So everything you've been doing to try to make yourself still enough to not be the effect of all these things that you're aware of, rather than acknowledging the awareness that is within that, because if you acknowledge the awareness that's within that, what happens is now it's just an awareness because it's like, what's the difference between, oh, I must slow down and I must stop and I must figure everything out and be still, or I'm aware that people think they must slow down and figure everything out and get still to try to figure everything out and stop everything. Well, the awareness puts it outside of you, as I've said many times before. So, um, how much have you tried to still yourself in the way you're supposed to that actually isn't your way of functioning, which feels unnatural on the one hand, and you also, any of the stuff that you've been connected to creatively is usually something that brings you joy. For you weirdos like me, you seekers, for us, um, creativity brings us joy. Oh, guess what? Creativity also brings us money. So when you try to do the thing of, I don't know what's going on, so I'm going to slow everything down and try to get as still as possible, what you do is you stop the creative juices flowing, which makes you crankier. You stop the money flows because your receiving is not as dynamic. And you stop the energetic flows in which you don't feel a sense of desire to connect to other people as much. And you kind of want to just lay in bed and hope the world just passes you by and you can wake up in a happier world. Whoa, that's kind of a big one. So everywhere you've been doing that, and everywhere that seems like the only choice, it's like it's this inherent choice that seems to be there, as though it's the only choice, will you destroy and uncreate it, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. And as always, if you don't know those weird words, uh, go to theclearingstatement.com. There's a 20-minute video of me explaining it, but it's basically a way of changing anything you want to change. 
You can use the short form, which is POC and POD, point of creation, point of destruction. Okay, um, so I'm just going to keep using it. So especially if this is your first time listening to the podcast, you may want to go there and uh, you may want to go there and you may want to listen and because you can use this tool in every area of your life and it truly creates change by undoing whatever you did from the point at which you did it, not now where you're trying to continuously cut the hydra's head off. Yeah. Because you know when you cut a hydra's head off, it grows three more. You probably know what I'm talking about with some of the things you wanted to change. This cuts the seed of the hydra apart. Anyway, I digress yet again. I'm so good at digressing. Di di <laughs> Not saying it, of course, but uh, doing it. Digressing. So good at digressing. And by the way, if you notice I'm hitting my microphone, I'm in a, um, I've changed all around all of my tech setup, and I'm also... Uh, waiting for a new desk. So right now I've got a mic thing, that a mic arm that is unfortunately, because I talk with my hands, um, I hit it a lot. So I truly apologize. <laughs> um, I'm sure I can use some of my tools on that. Maybe the tool is move the darn mic arm out of the way. Anyway, so um, how many of you, uh, and if you'll notice, I'm speaking even a little faster than I usually do. Why? Well, because what happens is this thing I talked about, about us in training to others, like we entrain to others' energy, what we've been entraining to is the slowness, the, the trying to uh, get still enough for the world to pass you by so it won't notice you, so things can start to be different, and we're actually using it on our behalf. In other words, I'm actually being something that's being really faster right now. Do you notice you're waking up? Do you notice you're getting a little bit lighter? That's the beauty of how we can actually use this for us. And I only point that out because when you acknowledge something like that, then it's yours. It's your new starting point. It's your new reference point for what can be or actually what is. And then you can just take off from there. If you don't acknowledge it, you might stay stuck in the yuck and the muck and the still and the slow that isn't actually you. And that's not very much fun for you or any of us. Okay, because let me present another possibility, which is... How fast do you like to move? And what if fast for you is natural? Now, follow me, because some people think fast has to mean frantic, that I'm moving so fast, I don't know what I'm doing. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is fast in a way that is kind of like being in a spaceship hurtling through outer space, where, have you ever seen those movies? It's totally quiet. You're in a vacuum. It's not like a vacuum, like like Roomba, you know, like, oh, what am I doing in the Roomba? Ooh, it's so dirty in the room. Not, not like that kind of vacuum. The vacuum of space, my beautiful friends. That, that kind of vacuum. Oh, my brain. I, Dane's brain is an interesting thing sometimes. Thank you for coming along in this ADHD adventure of life hacks. Okay, so... It's like speed where you may be traveling 15,000 miles an hour, and yet you've got total calmness and total peace. And I think that's what we're trying to get to by doing still. Like they talk about in, I think it's cranial sacral, they talk about getting to the still point and other different things. They talk about the still point. But what I found, and then here's the interesting thing about access, is we look at things from an energetic perspective. Like, hey, does this make me lighter? Does this make me heavier? And what I found about the still point is it's an attempt to get as close to infinite nothingness as possible. 
Well, that sort of matches the energy of what a lot of people in the world are doing. They're trying to get to nothingness so they're not the effect of everything that is around them, as though that's a way of avoiding it. And I think somehow it must be hardwired into our DNA or something. I'm not quite sure because you look at it, if somebody talks to you about it, and I didn't realize, but I've been doing this for the past week or 10 days, and I, I haven't wanted to create, I haven't wanted to talk to anybody. I'm like, I don't know what to say. People would ask me questions about business or different creations I've got going on. I'm like, I don't know. Talk to me tomorrow. And they text me tomorrow and ask my awareness. I'd be like, I don't know. Try tomorrow. And this has been going on for a while until yesterday when I was on a telecall with uh several people from around the world and looking through their eyes at what they were experiencing and their energetic awareness, I was like, oh, this is what's going on. So I'm hoping with me just talking about it and also presenting the energy of what I like to call the speed of space. What I've found is you, when you're truly being you, function at the speed of space, which is kind of like that spaceship going through space, but it's way faster even than that. But it's got a sense of total peace all around you. So let's do this. Everywhere you have misidentified that you will finally get to peace if you slow yourself down enough and get to infinite nothingness and become a still point, whoa, will you destroy and uncreate it, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. And so many things to explain. Um, This idea of when we misidentify and misapply something, So for example, if I am aware of all the stress in the world, let's say, or aware of, uh, let's say, aware of all the stress in the world, and what I do is I'm like, well, I would like an antidote to that stress, and I don't have any other tools, what I'll do is I'll go to some other tool in the past that seemed like it may have worked in a similar situation, in this case, trying to get to still, but I misidentify and misapply still as peace and calm. It's not. And I'm a a fan of stillness. Please don't get me wrong. This is just an interesting thing because it seems like the world is trying to point us in the direction of trying to become still, which energetically what that seems to create is where you're still holding on to your problems. You're still afraid of the world. You're still wanting to withdraw because things are still going on that you can't handle. What I found is in the face of that, in the face of what seems challenging, yeah, you may need to take a break, take a rest, get some space for a while, but then create, create, create. Choose, like interact with people. What do I mean by create? All kinds of things. Create could be calling people uh, that you love and you haven't talked to in a while rather than avoiding them. It could be sending those emails that you haven't. It could be writing that thing that you need to write for the thing that you're doing that you've been avoiding. It could be buying the Christmas presents that you've been avoiding buying. It could be, um, you know, handling that bill uh, or that thing that you have that you need to handle that you haven't handled. Because This still thing creates where you don't want to do anything and you don't want to engage and interact with the world. So how much have you been trying to not engage and interact with the world? But once again, how much of it is not yours? And how much of it have you misidentified and misapplied that doing that would give you peace, would give you calm, and would give you ease? Whew, everything that is. Time's a gazillion. Will you destroy and uncreate it, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds.
Wow. So one more time, how much have you created the still point as you, which is as close to infinite nothingness as possible? Because you misidentified and misapplied that that would give you calm, give you peace, and give you ease, when in actuality, the thing that really works for you is to engage, rather than go into nothingness, go into the everythingness that you're capable of and start engaging with more people, engaging with more energies, engaging with more creations, engaging with things that would make you happy, and going that way as a way of letting your movement, your speed of space, change what's going on. Everything that doesn't allow that, will you destroy and uncreate it, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Whoo, baby, that's got some energy to it. How do I know? Because, I don't know, it's something I've learned to perceive. <laughs> that's how I know. Because... Uh, long time ago, I had no idea if anything had energy. I was like, I don't feel nothing. I don't perceive nothing. And uh, after many years of practice, uh, I started getting a sense of when I would do one of these processes and, and the effect that it would actually have in the people listening. And so here we are. If you recognize that the trying to be still is not really your best choice, is certainly not the choice that will create the most ease for you because it's not truly how you function. So everything you've done to buy that that is you, that that is how you function, and that that is how you handle the things you don't know how to handle and the problems that seem insurmountable. Will you destroy and uncreate it, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. Whoa, okay. Starting to feel a little lighter, I hope. Okay, cool. So that was the first part of the conversation I wanted to have with you. The second part of the conversation is this. Especially at this point of year, what we do is we tend to get to this place and space where... Like, uh, we tend to try to make really big choices that will change everything. We, we try to make the Lord of the Rings choice, the one choice to rule them all, that will change everything. I will make one choice and it will change my life. Um, there's only one problem, it doesn't work. Darn. So everywhere you've been trying to make the one choice, the one choice that will actually change everything, rather than having the awareness that there's a different choice available, which I want to talk to you about right now, uh, we destroy and uncreate it all, please. Times a gazillion, right, wrong, about all nine, pod, poc, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Let me present a different possibility. Um, because, and, and hopefully this will uh, contribute to you in lots of other areas of your life, okay? What I found is a lot of us are looking for the one choice, the big choice, especially at this time of year. Let's say you had a, a, a New Year's resolution last year. By the way, I don't highly suggest New Year's resolutions. I suggest um, joyful requests, um, but that's a story for another uh, episode. Otherwise, this one would be really, 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 really long. Um, but let's say you had a New Year's resolution to I don't know, learn a new language or lose weight, any of those things. Those things that we tend to do, isn't it weird that we do New Year's res resolutions that are like, I will do this for consistently next year. Have you ever done any of those New Year's resolutions? And if you have, you feel good, and but usually only do them for a while until you get bored. 
which is why I've been saying I, I, I have been cursing myself by saying I think I've got about eight episodes of the podcast in me before I get so bored I want to quit, <laughs> which may be true. Who knows? Um, we'll we'll see how we go. But we do this thing of making resolutions, and then we don't do them, and then we get to this point of the year, almost the end of the year, almost an entire year later, and we're like, okay, what if I spent the next five days immersing myself in Spanish? What if I don't eat and I work out for the next five days nonstop? Um, that's trying to make, I guess we call it a big choice. Um, let's call it that. Rather than a different possibility, which I want to present to you, which is what small choice can I make that will change this? What small choice can I make that will make this ease or easy? Ease or easy. Um, or like what small choice can I make that will allow this to show up with ease? What small choice can you make? Because what I found is small choices are pretty easy to make. And not only that, well, just, just ponder that for just a moment. Just ask that question. What small choice can I make right now that would make me happier or would create more happiness, depending on how you want to look at it? Just ponder that for a moment. What small choice can I make right now that would make me happier? Hmm. And you're like, oh, I could just think of somebody I really like. Like, really small choice, right? But in that moment of just pondering what the choice could be, usually you do it. How easy was that? And then in the next moment, you might be like, okay, that was cool. So what small choice could I make right now that would relieve the stress? Oh, Dana already talked about it. How much of the stress isn't mine? Who does that belong to? Pock and Pod, when I bought it, is mine. Return that crap to sender. Oh. Whoa, that was interesting. That shifted something. Okay, what small choice could I make right now to actually enjoy myself and my life? Oh, you know what? When I get home, I'm going to take a bath. You know, like small choices. And this goes so counter to everything that we've learned because we want to make, we believe that big, significant choices create significant changes. But what I found is it's actually the small choices for more lightness and more ease and more happiness over time that compound to create more lightness, more happiness, and more ease as your life. And you know what I've said many times, your point of view creates your reality. Reality doesn't create your point of view. And what's true for you makes you lighter. A lie makes you heavier. So could you ponder for just a moment what it would be like to undo the lies, to divest yourself of the lies that you have picked up and bought as yours over this wonderful year <laughs> with no stress at all. <laughs> and isn't it interesting also, oh, so everything that doesn't allow that, I can feel some of you out there going, aren't you going to puck and pot it? See, you're already starting to get it. The way we do, we don't just talk in access, which is one of the things I love. We don't just talk. We talk, which brings up something, brings up an energy, brings up a possibility or brings up a, a stuck place or a, a fixed point of view. And then let's destroy it and create the fixed point of view and bring in a different possibility. So everything that is, everything you've been doing to buy the idea that you need to make big, significant choices to have big, significant changes, will you destroy and uncreate it, please? Times a gazillion, right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, pot, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And so what I found is that the more small choices you make for lightness, 
the lighter and lighter your life gets. And let's look at the idea of this small choice for lightness for a moment. It's friggin' beautiful. Notice when I talk about that, if you just ponder what small choice can I make, um, and you ask yourself that question, do you notice it allows you to relax? It actually takes some of the stress off? Ah, <sighs> That's pretty friggin' cool. So that's what I'd like to invite you to. What small choice can I make to have more ease with this? What small choice can I make that would allow this to turn out wonderfully? What small choice can I make that would allow this to be easy? Ah, I love that question. What small choice can I make that would allow this to be easy? And would you start to notice, like, do you notice that, that energy, that, that kind of yummy space that that invites? Well, that's us actually being present. That's not us trying to disappear so we can avoid the world, because I'm sorry, I hate to say it, but avoidance never creates more. Avoiding the world never works. The only thing that does actually work is continuously moving in the world and engaging in the ways that you can, with the people that you can, being the contribution that you can. Now realize also, this is a totally different conversation than most people are going to have with you. I also realize that most people don't usually sort of talk on this level in any sort of public forum or format. And um, that's okay. This is um, the Possibility Explorer. We're exploring other possibilities. And um, by the way, feel free to take or leave any part of this. You know what works for you. And um, you know I don't, okay? You know what's true for you way better than I do. And I would never deign to... <laughs> see what I did there? Dead to see... Did. All right, maybe... Maybe it wasn't as funny as I thought it was. Okay, fine. Oh, everything that doesn't allow you to laugh at everything I say. Will you destroy and uncreate it, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. But do you notice in our short 20-some minutes together right now, there seems to be a little more space. That's what I was looking for. And the beauty of the AD adventure, ADHD, I can't even say ADHD anymore. The beauty of this ADHD adventure of life hacks is that we can go anywhere um, and do anything. And what's interesting is there are a couple episodes that I've tried to do that I wanted to do a specific thing. And I recorded it and I was like, I, that was not fun. And then I would record again, and it was not fun. And finally, I was just like, no, I'm going to just show up, press record, and, and see what is there to be spoken to um, based on what will contribute to you the most right now with where you are and what's going on in the world for you right now. If we approached our lives in that way, we would be present in every moment because we wouldn't be predicting and we wouldn't do projections and expectations of what things had to be and how they had to look. We wouldn't do judgment. We wouldn't do all these things. Instead, what we would do is we would show up with our awareness and be willing to see what that moment presents. In Access, we talk about living in 10-second increments, which is where you have 10 seconds to live the rest of your life. What do you choose in this 10 seconds? Well, here's the interesting thing is, if you only got 10 seconds to live the rest of your life, the choice you can make is a pretty small one. And that's not to invalidate those small choices. 
That's to acknowledge that those small choices, and here's the other part, is those small choices, often you'll make a small choice. For you, it's a small choice. You're just like, okay, yes, I'll do this. You know, you may ask this question, what can I choose to make this ease right now? What small choice can I make to ease things with money right now, to ease things in my relationship or to make my relationship and money easy? Great question, eh? Um, and the thing about the question is you just ask, and what it does is it, it, it sort of brings up a space, if you will, which is kind of interesting. Um, but it's kind of like, like if you're, like think about the, the space that is there when you're with somebody you truly care about or a really sweet animal or a really sweet young child. And you're just like, oh, that energy, that space, okay? So um, when you ask a question, so think about that. And then think about the lack of space or the contraction and the energy that's there with somebody who is sort of angry or judgmental. Those are two different spaces. When you ask a question, it brings up the space of the possibility of what you're asking about. Now, I think episode two was the subtle art of asking a question, if I'm not mistaken. But um, So you could go back and listen to that. There's more conversation on question there. But asking a question like, what small choice can I make that will allow me to have ease with money, to have ease with my relationship? What it does is, it presents that space of, of what that choice could be. And it's not cognitive usually, but it sort of like shifts your vibe. It sort of um, puts your tuning fork more in tune with you when you ask a question like that. And then it seems to do something to actually open the door for that possibility to exist. So please, 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 please allow yourself to get into the wonderful habit of asking questions but also asking what small choice can I make and see how that allows you to relax. See how that allows you to be present. See how that allows you to perceive things from a different space. And from there, what else is truly possible? Another great question. Another great question is what else is possible I've never considered? Ah, and I love that one because it's like, what else is possible? It's like, wow. And um, so these questions are, are this amazing gift. So that is what I'm inviting you to and desiring to contribute to you today. May you have the happiest new year so far. And please check the show notes because I'm gifting everybody uh, who is on our email list a an energetic gift uh, on uh, New Year's Eve. So if you're interested in that, please uh, sign up at thepossibilityexplorer.com. And if you like this, please like it. If you really liked it, please subscribe because that helps other people find it. You know how the algorithm works, or maybe you don't. And speaking of algorithm, like, do you think Al Gore has rhythm? Like, he's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's everywhere in all of our houses at this point, on our phones and everything. And it's like Al Gore rhythm. You know what I'm saying? back to everything that doesn't allow you to laugh at everything I say, destroy it and create it, please. Right, wrong, good, and bad, fun, fuck all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Okay, my beautiful friends, happy, happy, happy new year. And what if you truly being you, with the willingness to make the small choices that allow your life to show up with ease and change with ease in increments that allow it to be easy, are the gift the change and the possibility this world requires. 
Have fun moving at the speed of space, which is your speed. And I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Bye-bye. This is Dr. Dane signing off from the back of a fire-breathing dragon, soaring into the unknown. Remember, you have to leap in order to know you have wings. <laughs>